This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Fay Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All the mix. Okay, party people in the house. You're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. All right, it is Monday, Sports Bar Radio, always graced by the presence of one Robert Simpson of VancouverHockeyNow.com, writer extraordinaire. Robert, I didn't realize this. I don't know how it didn't resonate with me. That Vegas this weekend became the first ever city to host two All-Star games in the same weekend, the NFL Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game. So which of those two entities would you like to start with first? Oh, boy. Well, I have a history with both. They've both gone down. Well, I don't want to say they've both gone downhill. I mean, there's certain elements to the NHL thing that are cool. Let's just clear this up. The NHL All-Star Game is for sponsors, for VIPs, for big shots to party, have a good time, get wined and dined. I mean, it's, it's a PR, giant PR weekend for them. And it's also for that local market. It's a celebration for Vegas. So most folks don't really care, but if you're in, and I've been to probably 10 of them, the best part is the parties. I don't really care about the game or the skills. I usually give the tickets away actually to people that are excited to go. And I go for the social stuff and the schmooze and the hang around and the media stuff. And then I leave. Um, in fact, a lot of people used to, when the game used to be on Sundays before it was three on three, mm-hmm. a lot of people would bail out of town, like to give away the tickets and leave on Sunday during the game. But, you know, that's just the way it is. So it's a big schmooze and it's has a lot of benefits for the league and it's great for the city that it's in. And, you know, there's some kind of neat showmanship and all that stuff, but it's not really my, my style of hockey or my cup of tea. So good stuff. And then the Pro Bowl I used to cover. I lived in Hawaii for five years. I was a sports anchor there. I was a weatherman before that. And um, when it used to be in Hawaii every single year, it was kind of a neat thing. And they used to play hard in that thing back in the early 90s. How? And I know the NHL tried this a couple of years ago when they went to like the, what was it, like North America against the world or what have you. Yeah. How do you get beyond the schmoozing? How do you get fans that are sitting at home trying to get excited about this, excited about it? This is the best format. I mean, if because of all the things I've already laid out, ultimately, this is the best way to go because nobody really wants, and this is why we used to leave on a Sunday during the games because nobody wants to watch that hockey game when it was standard hockey, you know, even though it, you know, traditionally dates back to when it all started, it's just whatever. Nobody wants to watch that. So the three on three little round Robin, which isn't really a round Robin is kind of neat. If you lose in the first game, you're gone, you're done. You can go home. You know, like they can bail. Um, I mean, it's painless. It's short for the most part. I, I didn't know who Machine Gun Kelly was, by the way, the uh, musician, until I watched the thing. And I liked it. I, like, I was like, yeah, I like this. I like some kind of grunge revived with some rap thrown in. I thought that was a pretty, pretty good show. Digging, digging the hardcore jams. But I mean, if you're going to have to have it, and it is just kind of a schmooze party. This is the best way to do it. Let's face it. Three on three. It's harmless. It's two 10-minute halves. You mentioned, and by the way, I love that the big winner from this weekend is Machine Gun Kelly of everybody. But <laughs> let, let's talk a bit about cities because so you touch on the fact. Me. <laughs> so unlike me, by the way, to choose the to choose the uh, the music interlude because like I've been to a Super Bowl and it was ZZ Top. It was in New Orleans. I think it was Super Bowl 33. And I was as easy. I'm a ZZ top fan. Yeah, I usually don't watch the music. I usually don't watch the music. 
players probably, if they could do a rotation of Florida, Nashville, and Vegas, would probably sign up for that. Maybe you could sprinkle in somewhere in California. But if you're a player or a media type, do you care? Or do you specifically look at that city and say, "Ah, I'm not going to cover that, but I will cover that. Are you referring to just rotating the all-star game? Yeah. And the reason I say that is because I I look at a place like Minnesota. It would probably mean a lot to the economy of Minnesota for them to be able to host that event there. But I also think realistically, if I'm a player, I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to do the gauntlet or whatever. But if I'm going to Las Vegas or Nashville, Montreal, I mean, sign me up. No, you got to rotate it throughout the entire league. You can't do that. You'd have to have... Because again, like I said, it's mostly for the local constituents. It's the schmooze, the the money that's in each respective market, the ownership. They, you know, they all have to have their day, their weekend, and all that good stuff. So, I mean, the players will show up. I went to an All Star game in Minnesota. It was actually tremendous. It was a hell of a lot of fun. And I remember standing outside in a semi blizzard watching uh, the bare naked ladies play an outdoor concert, and they were having snowball fights on the stage. It was kind of neat. Yeah, you know, you got to rotate around the team. Again, it's for the locals, it's for the money, it's for the VIPs, and uh, it's a spectacle for the local fans. When I woke up this morning, it's Monday, it's lazy. I'm, you know, just trying to stretch out the body. And all of a sudden, the spectacle of Quinn Hughes not Ugh. being in the lineup for the Vancouver Canucks for the next week or so, that's a big deal. I don't know if spectacle is even the right word, but it was just one of those things where it's just I wanted to go back to bed. That's like 28 to 30 minutes that Bruce Boudreaux's got to find a solution for now. Oh man. Yeah. I was already, already posted a couple stories on it. In fact, I jinxed it. I think I posted one over the weekend talking about is, you know, the COVID circus looks like it's over and the one name conspicuously absent was Quinn Hughes and kind of was like, Oh, well, maybe we'll get through this, but eh, never mind. <laughs> so you're talking about 34 points and I totaled it up. That's the same number of points that Tyler Myers, Oliver Ekman, Larson, Luke Shen and Brad Hunt have combined. If you put those four together, it's 34, and that's what Quinn Hughes has. I mean, we don't need to go through the stats, really. He owns it. He's the number one. He's a puck mover. He's a power play guy, yada, yada, yada. You know, they have the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow night. They stink. You'd like to think they can take care of business through hard work and determination in their four-check system against Arizona. Then the next night, they have to play the New York Islanders. That'll get a little bit dicier. And then if Quinn is unavailable for uh, Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, oof, good luck. So we'll learn more later today, hopefully, about when the test came through or where he was and all that. If this happened in the States, oh boy, we might, we might be in for some complications. If it happened when he got back, like this morning, when he showed up at the rink, because this was the end of non-asymptomatic testing after today, when teams came back to the facilities, um, when we find out when he's eligible, that will uh, that will say a lot. Hopefully, you can sneak into the lineup on Saturday. It's an interesting conversation for uh, a Vancouver Canuck fan that is trying to come out of this All Star break thinking they still have a chance. As we enter the doldrums here. You know, February is kind of that uh, before you get to the actual stretch drive. You just got to grind through February. You got to win some hockey games. In their case, win a bunch. Mm-hmm. And then you get into what officially would be considered the stretch drive. We're not there yet, but for this team, everything's a stretch drive because they got to win games. 
So not being a math major, but knowing enough about math, I've actually taken Calgary and Edmonton out of my conversation because they've both got four games in hand on Vancouver and San Jose. So I look at the teams like Los Angeles and Anaheim who are at the same amount of games played. And right now, Vancouver wakes up this morning, nine points back of both Anaheim and Los Angeles. That's a lot of ground to make up. How many more games do the Vancouver Canucks have to play to seal their you know, fate or, or understand if they're going to be a buyer or a seller in the upcoming trade deadline? There, longest question to get to hopefully a good answer. Well, there is no long answer. That's a short answer. And that is, it won't take long if they lose. Then Jimmy Rutherford and Patrick Alvine can start looking at their options about how they want to build this hockey team moving forward. I don't think they want to gut anything or change anything up right now because this team has showed a, a great deal of fortitude and character kind of pulling it together and some enthusiasm under Bruce Boudreaux. And I know the coach does not want to quit. So until it becomes inevitable that, okay, this thing's not going to happen, they're not going to do it because, you know, you got to give them a chance. You got to give them a fighting chance, especially when you are still five weeks away from the trade deadline. There's really no reason to do anything prematurely when you have a team that's enthusiastic, if they can serve, I mean, hell, if they can survive this little Quinn Hughes thing here over the next three days or three games, I should say, then hell yeah, keep keep going. See what you can do. Again, five weeks until the March 21st deadline. So give them a chance to see what, see what happens. But if they, you know, if, if this blows up in their face with Hughes out and they lose two of their next three, I mean, you maybe start thinking about how you're going to change things even as early as next week. So mm-hmm. it's fluid. The answer to that question is check back with me in three games and then check back if they win at least two of them, then check back with me, with me a week later. And I mean, that's kind of how it's going to unfold. So you've written in a lot of different markets and you've reported in a lot of different markets. This past weekend, Rosie DeMano, the Toronto star, came out with a story that basically said why women's hockey does not belong in the Olympic Games. Now, you know, as a journalist, that if you put that story out, you are going to get some blowback and significant blowback at that, which she's taking through to this conversation. My question to you is, why would you write that article? I didn't read it. So 30 lashes to me because I did not read it. I saw the headline. I saw the tweet. I saw the reaction. I didn't read it. I was just had more pressing matters and, and stories and issues going on hockey wise and not hockey wise that I saw it. And I was like, okay, not interested in whatever this is, because obviously the women, you know, I've been paying more attention to the scores and the fact that the Canadian women had to wear masks when they played the Russian team, Russian Olympic committee representatives, because they didn't have their COVID report done in time. So that was weird. Canada wins the game, had to have one player sit out. So the, you know, and the, and the Russians, by the way, you know, the reason they're playing under the banner of the Russian Olympic Committee is because of doping in international competition, and they were stripped of their regular status. So they manage, they're somehow managing to play Paralympics and Olympics as representatives of the Russian Olympic Committee. Like, I mean, that's a, what a joke. I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> what's the point of having dope, like enforcement at all? If everybody gets to just show up anyway and change their name, it just, I mean, how absurd is that? Mm-hmm. But then again, that's kind of the Olympics in the nutshell. It's brown paper bags of money. Just to circle back on that, Rob, really quickly. Not that Rosie's comments or column was worth reading. I'm sure it was. 
what is the logic right smack in the middle of the Olympic Games to drop that? Is it because you need to get clicks, likes, retweets, or maybe? I don't know. I just I'm trying to think of the logic behind that because it's such an old it's such an old story that we hear right. every two or three years, and I just don't understand why it's well, still applicable. Well, what was her point? The fact that there's only two good teams? Correct. It, well, uh, uh, amongst maybe three points, but that was the most prominent. Well, that's the same. We talk about it. Like I write that story once a year, but in the form of updating it to say, okay, how much has Finland improved? How much has Sweden improved? And I might bring up three or four names in the Finnish lineup or the Swedish lineup. I literally write that story once a year mm. and I update it with maybe the goaltender from Switzerland or, or the goalie from, you know, if there's a hot young player somewhere and and say, maybe this will help them get closer. I mean, there, and I also always bring up the fact that yes, occasionally it does come up to bite them in the butt. We had Sweden in the final in 2006 in Torino. We had Finland make it uh, more, much more recently than that. So it does happen. It is a story, but there's, if that's what she wrote, that story, the, the standard, you know, stamp it, G U S and Canada, is anybody else going to improve story? Yeah. Maybe it was a a click thing in the timing of it because that that story hasn't changed in a decade yeah i want to circle back and finish up with the vancouver canadians or pardon me the vancouver canucks because we can talk baseball we can talk baseball (laughs) don't get me started on baseball it's a pretty sore spot for me right now but uh, (laughs) i want to talk about the quiet entry of patrick alvin because usually when you hear uh, a new GM in town, you're immediately looking at him. It has still been all Jim Rutherford, Rutherford yep. this, Rutherford that. Patrick yep. Alvin has kind of almost like stealthily arrived in Vancouver. Is that by design or is that just who he is? That's just the media dismissing, not on purpose, just kind of subconsciously the fact that he's even a part of it yet because Jim Rutherford is such a prominent figure that, because I literally, you're like, it's like Rob Karma. Um, I literally was thinking the same thing just a few days ago. I go, it's kind of funny that we never hear anything about what decision is Alvin going to make? Where, what is Alvin thinking? Where is he going to go with this? It's all, what's Jim Rutherford going to do? So what they'll do simply to remedy that at some point and the reality will kick in is when the time comes to announce a deal or a deal to be made, it'll come under Patrick Alvin. It'll be put, Patrick Alvin has announced that this has happened, Patrick Olveen will hold a press conference and the team will move it along that way. But up until then, for us in our minds, it's still Jim Rutherford and it's going to take a moment or an event or a transaction before that kind of jars us out of that, out of that mm. mindset. And I'm sure, I, I know those guys would prefer that we didn't think that way, that you know we turned the focus onto the new general manager. But it, again, the reality of it, it, it will take some type of event or transaction before the, the media and the fans kind of, till it really kicks in. I was just thinking about it the other day and I thought to myself, I have not heard yeah, anything. No, that's not by design. It's not on purpose. That's just the reality of you've got a very prominent name and figure you know, running your hockey department and they just brought a new guy in in the last two weeks and it just hasn't taken hold yet. All right. So we'll wrap up with one last question for you. You wanted to talk baseball. I'm going to give it to you because we both got time in minor league baseball. What are they thinking? 
Like we saw this coming up two years ago. We knew that this upcoming CBA was going to be an absolute slobber knocker. The players were pissed because last time they felt that they didn't get good enough things. Then all of a sudden the truncated season, the owners lost money. And I mean, you could see it coming a mile away. I still can't believe that we're going to probably, well, it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. We're going to lose games because of it, at least spring training games. How many more times can baseball shoot themselves in the face? Well, I mean, I still love the game itself, the 60 feet, six inches, the 90 foot foot base paths and the whole concept of the game. It's a beautiful thing to watch in its purest form. Alexander Joy Cartwright, who's buried in Hawaii, by the way. Um, but the money part of it ru- has ruined the game. Like the, the, the analytics have ruined it. The overemphasis on it, it's turned into, and I know I have a very, very close friend who's a baseball agent, represents a great number of players, including major league regulars. And he's basically, it's just become, it's become an agent game. It's become a pl- individual game where it's more about, okay, what do I have to do leading up to my next contract? As opposed to like the team concept is, uh, is temporary and it's, to the point where it's just absurd. Like when you have a pitcher throwing a no hitter in the world series, I think we brought this up a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago and he gets taken out because of whatever it is, pitch count. I mean, come on. I can list a thousand people that rolled over in their graves when they heard (laughs) a guy's throwing a no hitter. Was that in the world series or championship series world series? Yeah, it was the world series of memories. Oh, hold on. Uh, well, either oh, way, it doesn't matter. Championship series or World Series, and the guy comes out after five innings with a no hitter because he's not supposed to go beyond five innings. I mean, kids, like, good night, Irene. I was over it already, and that just like put a stamp in it. It's too bad. Like minor league baseball is still more fun because these guys are fighting, scrapping to get to that place where they can be rich bastards. Where, but at least they give a hoot, and they're and they're scrappy and they're playing hard and it's baseball like it's baseball it's not fat cats well wait until they bring the uh the electronic umpires up then all hell will break loose hasta la vista i will leave i've already checked out to be honest and i will i will close the door and double bolt it at that point yeah that that would be unfortunate yeah rob as always, man, insightful. I, I, I would have even thought about that all-star game being nothing more than a schmooze fest. So you've already won the day with your first answer. And from there, it was fantastic. Stop by again, would you? Absolutely. And by the way, uh, we we didn't talk about the guru off the top, but the guru's got some crazy roundtables coming up. And if you missed the equity guru investment roundtables last week and some of the information they're putting out, um, investor charts and stuff. You, people need to go to equity.guru. There's some, <laughs> there were some crazy fun things being said and some explosions uh, in these investor talks. And then there's just there's just great material anyway. So people, if you want to make a little dosy dough in 2022, you should maybe go to equity.guru. Love it. Rob Simpson of VancouverHockeyNow.com. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Roberto. You're listening to Sports Bar Radio with Rob Fay, brought to you by Equity Guru. Equity Guru, investment information for millennials and madmen.